This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 59 of the Wisdom by Wisa show on the Horse Radio Network. This is Mike Donnell. I'm Casey Wilbanks-Coletti. And this is Sophia Aguilar. Welcome to Wisdom by Wessa on the Horse Radio Network. This podcast is brought to you by the Western and English Sales Association, WISA, which provides the world's largest trade events for retailers, manufacturers, and sales representatives of the equestrian industry. In this podcast, we feature exclusive interviews with noteworthy Western and English personalities, retailers, and exhibitors who you've always wanted to talk to. Don't miss out on all the news for manufacturers and retailers in the equine industry. Sophia joins us again today, and this is our last episode before January's WISA trade show in 2021. Sophia, do you have any last-minute updates? I know we're so close. Um, The DMC actually canceled the Western and English Fashion Show, which was planned for the opening night on Thursday, January 14th. And that's just another effort to keep everyone safe and healthy and to avoid any larger um, gatherings. However, the Wessa Runway Cafe fashion event event will still take place. This fashion show is smaller, but it will take place daily on the 14th floor at 12 p.m. every day starting on Wednesday through Saturday. So that's the pre-trade show day to the second to last day of the Wessa trade show. And exhibitors can still sign up to showcase their items or also an entire look. That deadline is actually tomorrow, December 31st. Do you have any tips for the attendees and exhibitors once they finally arrive at the WESA Trade Show? So everyone can tag us at WESA Trade Show on Instagram, um, Twitter, Facebook. We're also on LinkedIn um, or YouTube. In any posts or stories, we'd love to reshare them. We actually also had some buyers sharing how they utilize social media during the trade show to keep in touch with their customers just to see what they would maybe like to purchase at the stores after the trade show. So maybe listening back to those episodes with retailers will help. And then for exhibitors, it's always great to gain any awareness during the trade show. So just again, go ahead and tag us. There's a lot of companies on the show floor. So not only a visually appealing booth will attract buyers, but also fun and exciting posts on social media. And as always, I will be walking the show floor to feature exhibitors on our social media accounts as well. So if you want to be included, just go ahead and reach out to us or just stop us, um, me or Kristen, on the show floor. We're fast work walkers, but you can just try to catch us and we'll stop by and yeah, just share and post about anyone. And Sophia is the sweetest ever, so I second that. Make sure and stop her for anything that you need. (laughs) Um, Thanks again. As always, you always have interesting tidbits and great information. And it's exciting that this is um, not exciting. It's our last episode before then, but exciting that it's so close. And also to add to the excitement, another really great guest today that um, we'll have Mike give a little um, information about. Most companies have a mission statement. And Fastback Ropes is front and center on its website to build the best ropes in the market. Living up to that mission requires the company to consistently introduce new types of ropes designed for contestants and ranch work in all types of environments. Koi Upchurch, 
Fastback's general manager, joins us to talk about all this and why the company has thrived during the pandemic. Coy Upchurch, thank you so much for joining us on the Wisdom by Wisa podcast. I appreciate you having me. I tell you, if you've been in the rodeo or the ranching business, the name Fastback Ropes is familiar to you, but I would also say that is not by accident. The company's mission statement is posted right on its website, and it's to build the best ropes possible on the market. And when you have a quality product, people talk about it, but you're also very aggressive in marketing that. But let's go back a little bit and quickly summarize an overview of the fastback rope business today. Okay. Yeah, we're here in Dort Spring, Texas, which is just a little community right outside Granbury, Texas. It's southwest of Fort Worth, in between Fort Worth and Stephenville, and been in business since 95. And here lately, we've just seen a real uh, big growth of our ropes. Everyone here is committed to making the best rope we can. And we've got a lot of guys here that have been in the rope business for 20 plus years. And, uh, you know, we all rely heavily on everybody's input. We, you know, like to think that everybody has a little bit of a say and, and that, that helps us have a better product. What I thought was interesting, and you and I talked about this earlier today, is that your business actually has increased while much of the country is suffering and business people are suffering from the pandemic. It was nice to talk to someone who actually has experienced a company that's actually experienced growth during this period. But why don't you talk a bit about why that is? Well, when the, when the COVID shutdown happened, across the country team ropers you know they they didn't have anything to do except practice so they all went home and started roping in their backyards or whatever and consequently they used up when you know when you're practicing a lot of times you use up more ropes than you do when you're actually competing so our sales took off we we shut down for the covid for about two weeks and we shipped we shipped twice a week and the reason we shipped was because, you know, we ropes are an agricultural product. A lot of people that have uh, feeder cattle out on, on wheat, on grass, they're doctored by the guys will rope them. And then our competition ropers, you know, there was a need to get them ropes. So we were shut down about two weeks and we brought half of our crew back. And then two weeks from that, we just brought everyone back. And, and we actually had to hire five people during the COVID shutdown to, uh, to help keep up with the demand. Well, and I'm certainly, I'm certain you were able to, since you do have a high volume production capability, um, talk a bit about what you believe and what you try to design into your ropes that make the uh, contestants, the team ropers from uh, juniors on up, as well as working, uh, uh, working cattle ranches want to use those ropes because a rope is not a rope is not a rope. You have a variety that have different features based on where and when people are using it. Why don't you review that a moment? Well, we're really fortunate. We have a, a lot of guys here that that rope, and then our sales reps, several of them rope. 
And then we've got guys that we'll, we'll get ropes to, you know, the top professionals that you see on TV down to the, the businessmen that just rope on the weekends. And so we get feedback from them, the guys here in the shop. So we, we're constantly trying to adjust our machines to keep the ropes a consistent feel. And we also have a wide variety of ropes. We have some that are really small for uh, older gentlemen with shoulder problems, younger kids, you know, that want a smaller, lighter rope, easier on their arm. And then we've got the ropes that are bigger, heavier for people that like that. So we've got a wide variety. And then we have, you know, we get a lot of input from our endorsees, our sales reps, the, the guys that work here, to just to help keep the ropes feeling consistent. When you go to market, I'm assuming that, and based on what I saw on the website, you are marketing both through retailers as well as online. Is that correct? And what do you look for when you are talking to perhaps a new retailer? The WISA show is coming up. I'm sure you'll be there. If there is a new retailer or maybe new management at an existing retailer, what do you look for in terms of a retail operation that you know will be a strong supporter of your brand and your products? We really try and just figure out exactly how many ropes they're anticipating selling. You know, we, we want to sell every rope we can, but the, one of the last things we want to do is get a retailer too many ropes where they, you know, they've got all these money in these ropes and then they don't sell. Then the, the frustration sits in. You know, it's just we, we try and manage their inventory, help them with their inventory. We try and figure out exactly what part of the country they live in, you know, because that's going to determine when they're going to need the ropes and what type of rope. Uh, we make them all nylon and nylon poly blends. The all nylons typically will do better in the winter. The poly blends do a little better in the summer. It's just kind of a rule of thumb. So, you know, if they're if they're in Montana and you're visiting with them at the, the WESA market, you know you don't have to get their ropes to them until the you know late spring. Whereas if they're if they're in um, if they're at the Wisa market and they're from Arizona and they put their order in, you need to get their ropes to them really quick because they've only got a few more months of of roping season and then it's too hot. So you really have to know you know the the volume that they're thinking about selling and then where they are. So it's best if, if there's someone in their store that ropes, you know, the store owner, the buyer, the store owner's son, or if there's an endorsee in the area that can kind of help them with uh, picking the ropes to carry. Okay, now, Casey, I, Casey doesn't rope every day. I know she's throwing a few <laughs> ropes, but I also know that breakaway roping is now starting to come become popular again. I noticed a breakaway rope on your website. Casey, you as a woman roper, what do you look for and what do you know people are looking for when they want to rope? 
Well, it's been many years since I roped college, and I won't say how long ago that was, but I should have probably stuck with it considering the fact that we just concluded the first ever national finals breakaway rope in. One of the ladies there was JJ Hampton, which happens to be one of your endorsees, Koi. And maybe just talk a little bit about her, what rope she uses. Obviously, she's one of the best in the world. She's a multi-time world champion, and she chooses fastback ropes. She is. She and I actually high school rodeoed together. I've known her and her family for, well, I'm 53 and we rode together in high school. So I've known her a long time. She has, uh, we have a breakaway rope. It's the Athena. And then we also have a um, calf rope. It's labeled a calf rope, but that's the rope that, that JJ uses. It's it's the edge. It's a four strand, um, all poly rope. And uh, that's just the feel that she likes. It has a little bit more tip weight, not quite as much body. And that's the feel that she likes. So, yeah, she is a phenomenal roper and, and, and has been ever since I've known her. Sure. She's very talented. She comes from a very talented family. You know, she learned the right way to do it first, but she also works very hard at it. So, yes. She's been very dedicated to the sport for a very long time and dedicated to the growth. And so to me, when speaking of that, and she's teamed up with you, and let's also add maybe Clay Tryon in there as well, three-time world champion, and has been with you for 17 years. I think that speaks volume to maybe the innovativeness of you, your company, your ropes um, for two people like that, which not the only two, but two people like that, that have stuck with you for as long as they have and been successful as they have. Thank you. Yes, they are very successful. They work very hard at it. We, we actually get them a lot of test ropes. They, you know, we're always monkeying around with different strings, altering our process, trying to find the next, you know, great thing. So we get them a lot of test ropes. We get a lot of input. But at the end of the day, they kind of always come back to uh, their staple ropes, which Clay uses a variety of ropes. Yeah, it's it's great having them on, and uh, we, we rely on their, their input. Let's talk about the rope-making process. And not only maybe the materials you use, but your your team that is involved in making these ropes. Give us an overview of that because from I read an article on teamropingjournal.com and very interesting facts about uh, some trial and error with different materials and how you're always trying to stay ahead of the game. And just, you know, the, the reason your ropes are so good is because every one of those people on your team you were talking about earlier, every employee is really they have a stake in this and they really care about what they're doing. They do. They, they really do. And they have for, for years. It's a, it's a phenomenal team here. Many of them or many of us rather have worked at other shops and ended up here. And, um, we do, we, we get, we get different type strings, um, that are spun different, uh, different materials, and we're always trying to find the next best thing. And we always kind of put our heads together. We have a lot of little meetings, you know, around the water cooler about what we could do about this or that. And not all of them turn out good, but a few of them have, have been okay. And I think that's one thing that everyone likes here is they feel like they have 
a little bit of a say so. So, yeah, it's you know we're always just trying to to think outside the box. It's it is a really fun place to work. I'm you know blessed to to be with sure. these people. So. Well, and an interesting fact that I also read, but before becoming the general manager of Fastback Robes, um, you you bought Fastback Robes before you were ever with the company. I did. I used Fastback years and years ago before I ever worked here. So I, yeah, it, it to me, it is the best rope on the market. It, it's got the best feel. They, I think they tend to last a little longer. And, you know, we, we buy ropes from other rope shops just at the, at stores. Mm-hmm. We will go in and buy ropes from other rope shops and, and take them and use them just to see, check out the competition. Sure. And yeah, a lot of really good rope shops, though. I mean, man, it's the competition is very, very tough. So with that, you know, there's nothing that'll drive you like good competition. So it's it's a tough market. There's sure. There's a lot of really good rope shops out there. And nothing helps you um, better a product than actually using it yourself and knowing and being able to feel what you need and what, what you would like different or what you would like to add in. Yep, I believe that. Mike, I know you don't use ropes, but would you like to jump back in with any more <laughs> questions? <laughs> no, I don't. I'm not, I'm not a roper, but a couple things come to mind. Number one, this is the Wisdom by Owisa podcast. I'd like you to chat a little bit about how displaying and exhibiting at the Owisa show fits into your overall marketing campaign for your ropes. Well, it's such a great show. You get so many people from so many different, you know, the, the Western English industry, it's, um, it's very diverse. Y- you know, you'll, you'll get people in there and um, you'll be surprised that the stores that typically say, you know, I mean, we have Western furniture type stores that carry our, our ropes. You know, and, and and you get into things like that. That it, had they not been at had had we not been at Wisa and th- and they've been there, they'd have really never known about us probably. But yeah, you just get to meet so many different types of people. You know, we sell ropes in Europe, uh, Brazil, all over. A large part because of Wisa. You know, these these were people where we met there. And uh, just have built that relationship. So you you get to see your your normal dealers. It's a great great place to reconnect with them. And then you you get you get a good crossover of of people that wouldn't you wouldn't think would be interested in your product. But uh, yeah, they'll stop by, and, and uh, next thing you know, you're you know, talking out a, a plan for their purchase. So it's a, it's a great way to meet new people and reconnect with your existing customers. Well, I'm glad to hear you say that because we believe that's the role of WISA uh, for uh, companies and brands like yours. One last thing before we uh, end this, you and I chatted again. Although you would think you would have every rope imaginable by now, you said, no, we have something in mind. We're going to have something new. Now, I know you don't want to give away any trade secrets, but can we chat a bit about the fact that this is an example of uh, always bringing 
bringing something new to the marketplace that the ropers haven't seen yet? Well, I appreciate it, the introduction. Uh, yeah, we are very excited. This this uh, late spring, probably, the way it's looking, we're going to come out with a rope, and there's never been a rope like this on the market before. It's the exterior of the rope, the the crowns of the rope are all nylon, and then it's got in the middle of the rope, we, we call that part the core. It's it's all polyester that's been dyed purple, and that does affect the feel. But it's a it's a pretty small rope, but it has a lot of tip weight. And you know, times have changed so much. Uh, you know, my ki- my my kid rope, my play rope when I was a kid was a it was a medium soft head rope. And and the the kids now that are learning, they're learning on qu- little quarter inch dummy ropes. And this is kind of a spin-off of that rope. It's smaller. It has a lot of tip weight. Uh, we tested it last year, and it, it really tested well. And then we we actually uh, got a few more out to, you know, we sold a few last year at the uh, the National Finals Rodeo and asked people to give us feedback. So we, it, extensive testing, you might say, and the feedback was real good, so that's going to be this spring, and we're, we're really excited about that. Well, I think all the ropers will be excited about it as well. Uh, everybody already uses uh, fastback ropes. We'll be looking to take a look at it and maybe give it a try. Coy, we could talk ropes all day. I don't, do ro- I don't rope, but it's fun to talk with you. I always like to talk with brands about the business side of what they do, and Casey talks about the contestant side. And I do appreciate you taking the time to uh, chat with us about a little bit about the history, or as we call it, the past, the present, and the future of fastback ropes. Thank you very much. It was an honor to be with you guys and uh, be glad to do it anytime. I, we, we appreciate everything that you do. I thank you very much. Have a great day. The show notes and links from today's show can be found at the wisdombyoisa.com website. And as always, we'd like to hear your feedback. There is a contact uh, link on that website. The Wisdom by Wisa show will be published on the 15th and 30th of every month. You can listen on most of your favorite podcast players, and you can also listen on the Horse Radio Network app on your iOS or Android phone. You just search Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free and super easy to use. Be sure to visit all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Thanks for listening to the Wisdom by Wisa podcast. Wisa, where the industry meets.